are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press. This town needs an enema. Don't kill me! Don't kill me, man! I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. And Lee, we have a guest today. Who do we have? We have Vincent Cabanel. How are you doing, Vincent? Awesome. How are you doing, Lee? Mark? I'm doing pretty good. I um, finished sipping my vodka so my mouth isn't full of liquid so I can talk today. <laughs> I've been drinking some bourbon, so I'm great. <laughs> I, I was drinking at work. So. <laughs> it's a too bad Mark um, drink is swallowed because um, I, I would prefer to hear him gargle than to hear what he's going to say but uh, no <laughs> maybe they could say that about me like like Lee your burps are better than your opinions <laughs> oh boy oh man so Lee what have you what have you what have you been up to this week any uh, any pissy things going on well there, there was like uh, a little bit of some like when I was um, in a poetry workshop and stuff and I comment on someone's stuff and I mentioned they reminded me of the book title of someone's um, book and then they were like I don't want to hear what you have to say about that or like like as if I should mention someone's else's book and but then after that i realized that the poem that they did was about something that was very awful that happened to them so i apologized and stuff and and but, but it's like they kind of interrupted me a little bit but i mean they were cool and they heard what i had to say about the poem but then someone else was saying like um, like, sometimes when I mention, um, literary stuff, like, it, like, I kind of do it a little bit much, and it can be kind of tedious, so, I felt like, yeah, man, maybe I shouldn't say nothing, <laughs> but I was a little bit annoyed. Yeah. You over overwhelmed them. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, but... But I'm like, a lot of them, what they do is they talk for a long time about, like, well, there was, like, for instance, someone did a poem one time that when some, like, rat-a-tat-tat, um, one foot here and one foot that, can't go forward, you can only go back, rat-a-tat-tat, and, and, and it was like, and they talked about for like a half hour, it's like, Jeez. my God. And, and, and it's like, here I am, I'm only mentioning for like 10 or 
20 seconds about some, and I'm the boring one? Oh, God. Gosh. You, you should have said, rat-a-tat-tat, make it quick. Hurry it up before I <laughs> yeah, stop you with the dick. It's <laughs> like, fucking, what, what's that thing where there's a lady, there was a man from Nantucket who liked to fuck it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, I could, I, I, I could do some like, like, like that, like, um... I'm going to eat my multo meal, but I'm going to open up other than my mouth. Look down under, but on Australia. <laughs> there once was a man from Koblenz whose size of his balls were immense. One, one day playing soccer, he sprang his left knocker and kicked it right over the fence. <laughs> I once did um, a haiku. That when all you really need is a good, decent fucking open your <laughs> nostril. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I did a bunch of stuff like that back in the day. Yeah. And I, I, I know talking to Vincent, he's had a, like a rough work week, man. <laughs> Holy Jesus Christ. Just... It's like my head was in a, a washing machine filled with bricks and empty beer bottles and just being beaten up all week. Just, oh, I, I, I'm like delirious right now. I mean, I just came from another day of aggravation, and it's not normally like that, so there's some kind of weird thing going on in the air or something. Damn. Yeah. And shit, I went to freaking Night Ranger last Saturday, and that was fucking awesome. <laughs> Oh, uh, dude, I, I didn't get a chance to look at the, the things you posted about it, because, I mean, I saw the pictures, but I didn't uh, watch the videos, so oh, you had a good time. Oh, my God, they were freaking awesome. I've, I've been wanting to see this band since 1984, man, and they've been out since 1982. I got a shirt, and they, I even got a freaking Kelly Kelly uh, 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 what a guitar pick, and I got a Brad Gill uh, wife got a Brad Gillis one, but I'm stealing it. <laughs> Uh, so it was a uh, full, full original lineup. Yeah. Well, Carrie Kelly. Well, what's his name's not in there, and either is uh, what is it? Jeff Watson's not there. Oh. Uh, Fitzgerald's not there. Oh. So Kelly Kelly's the other, uh, and he was throwing out cards for his other band to go check out his other band. It was funny. Oh. Okay. The name of it, but I gotta check it out. He's really good, man. He fills in well for Jeff Watson. Hmm. Uh, Right, but they also had that one dude from White Snake in there for a while, and I never got to see them with him. He, uh, fucking, I forgot his name, dude. Uh, whatever his name is. But, uh, freaking Kelly Kelly's pretty good. He did the Jeff Watson leads pretty good, and freaking Brad Gillis, oh my god. Yeah. That guy could rip. <laughs> yeah. He oh, got yeah. the short end of the stick with, uh, Ozzy in a way because uh, he was had that short stint. Yeah, but he, uh, yeah. they asked him to stay in the band, and he said, I got my band Night Ranger I got to go back to. So hmm. he's the one who said no. So, oh, I see. That's yeah. a good discovery. Yeah. I guess maybe there was a possibility he felt that he would be more creative in his own group, or at least get more credit for the songs he wrote. <laughs> well, they did thank Ozzy on Dawn, Dawn Patrol, Ozzy and Sharon, if you look at the liner notes, yeah. they thank them. Well, what I mean is, like, Ozzy has... I think a tendency to take more credit for stuff than he does, and maybe um, Brad thought at least the Night Ranger he'd be really credited with whatever it is that he wrote. 
But That's was, true. But it was so cool. I saw them headline. It was only them. No opening act. And they freaking just... They played Dawn Patrol in its entirety. And then after Dawn Patrol, they did a little acoustic set. And they did Damn Yankees High Enough. Oh, said, shit. And then they did another oh. song. And then freaking... And they went into Midnight Madness. And they did it in the track listing that they originally wanted to do. At the, They ended it with You Can Still Rock in America. Which is the oh, wow. way they wanted the album to end, not with uh, Let Him Run, the slow song. Um, mm. It was freaking awesome. And Jack Blades told some great stories. He was like, we were originally named Ranger. But then we <clears throat> opened up the Billboard. It's like an artist magazine, you know, that gives you the art. And we read about a band just days before our album was supposed to come out. They said, hey, we're a country band named Ranger. We've been do Our family members have been doing this band for over 50 years. <clears throat> And they go, oh shit, there's a band named mm. Ranger. But we already had a song on the album called Night Ranger. So we put it out. We changed the name to Night Ranger. And uh, if you have any of those copies of the album, because we already printed 10,000 copies of that album, uh, Brad Gillis will give you $100 for it. <laughs> uh -oh. They should have called it Power. <laughs> Power Ranger. Wow. <laughs> Nobody knew about Power Rangers back in 82. <laughs> Oh, I oh, oh, I um, remember them. I, I I would watch it a little bit, and then when people came in the room, I would shut it off and go dum 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 dum. dum. <laughs> <laughs> and he told a story of a, a song, "Play Rough," and he goes, "You know, in these days, this time, and this age of the Me Too movement, this song doesn't go over too well. <laughs> Play Rough." <laughs> there you go. Oh man. Okay, yeah. Jack, they were having fun on stage like Jack Blades kicked Brad Gillis and, you know they were backing up and he just kicked him that's <laughs> going this man is having fun man yeah <laughs> I was like so impressed with them and they were talking about how they, they named the album Midnight Madness because they stayed up to the midnight out after the midnight hours to record it and write it and also they were talking about how when Dawn Patrol came out they were on they were on well your favorite guy Sammy Hagar with the three lock box <laughs> And um, they called the record company and it said, this number has been disconnected. So they called friends in Hollywood and they go, what's going on? Couldn't you go check out what's wrong with our record company and why they're answering us? And they went there and said, there's some yellow tape there and there's the IRS there. I think they went bankrupt, dude. And he goes, oh, fuck, we sold a million copies and we haven't seen any money of that. Jeez. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Records went out of business. <laughs> How was the turnout for the show? Was it a oh, packed place? It was packed. It was the Grove in Anaheim. That that was a great place to see a concert, man. We were like fourth row. I was like impressed. I was like, damn, I love this place. Mm. I want to go see more concerts there. Ario Speedwagon played there like last Wednesday, but I was working. <laughs> I would have went to yeah. them too. Yeah, I don't think I've been there yet, but I'm always around the stuff for man. They had Saxon playing there like a couple months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really cool, man. I, that was like one of the best shows I've ever seen. I've seen Jack Blades with Damn Yankees, but I've never seen him with Night Ranger. Night Ranger has always been one of my favorite bands, and I just love them. I love the dual leads, and it's sad that Jeff Watson isn't there anymore, but fucking Kelly's pretty damn good, man. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, and when we saw Ace Fraley together, that was a freaking great concert, too, Vincent. <laughs> yeah, that was killer. Yeah. Yeah. But that was fun, getting up closer to the stage and stuff. I, you know, I never posted a lot of the stuff I... Photos and videos I took of that show, too. I had some good ones. 
Yeah, you should, man. That's a freaking great show, man. I, I just, I liked how he was going off on the Democrats. Boy, <laughs> did he, he nail that one. Yeah. <laughs> he, went, he went right into it and just even made a couple of jeers. He, he just, he's just ace. He did his thing. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I posted the video. <laughs> people were, some people were pissed, some people were happy. <laughs> and then Someone I tried to take it. Be. I tried to like record it like off of Facebook because it was a Facebook live video and every time I tried to grab it it's it cut out the part where he's talking about Trump <laughs> and it's go oh, okay wow. the Democrats are freaking controlling Facebook now they won't let me put this up on YouTube <laughs> wow. wow but I heard that part yeah because Nate Atchison said you should put this up on YouTube dude <laughs> <laughs> I was going, yeah, I tried to. I tried to grab it, but it wouldn't grab it. The whole thing, it cut the first 30 seconds out of it, which is the 30 oh. seconds where he talks about the, how the Democrats suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. he's got enough troubles with his ex right now, but I think that's all being taken care of finally. Well, he won the case. <laughs> yeah. She's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he went in to get his guitars, and she said, he attacked me. He's security guards push me around, and I go, fuck. He just went in to get his guitars, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know, anybody can, like, throw themselves into the wall if he had no witnesses. It was really smart of him to bring people to monitor that because there are some ventral people who will actually harm themselves and do stuff, like, after he's gone and then say he did it, and then there's no witnesses, and then, okay, automatically, the guy's always guilty. So. Yeah. That yeah. shit has to change because, you know, there's some conniving people out there that just, uh, they, they get ready for this kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm glad, like, nothing happened to him. And he even had his daughter there, too. So yeah. she oh, tried to say they were on drugs and all that. Like, really? Really? And then she said, well, I actually won because now I get to keep this and that. And I get to do this. I go, fuck you, didn't win, bitch. He should take the damn house. It's his. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're going to say that you won. It's it's kind of like uh, this is a competition, or is this is this some some kind of uh, you know breakup happening? She's looking at it as a competition, not as like a whole breakup. I mean, her language already like reveals what she's talking about, like how she's full of it. Yeah, yeah. she was totally full of it. All right, so let, well, well, today we're going to do the Prince Batman album, and this album was was. Um, Originally, I was reading about it. it, was originally supposed to have Michael Jackson on it, where Michael Jackson would be Batman and Prince would be the Joker. And the Joker huh. would be the funk stuff and the ballads would be Michael Jackson. But huh. he was too busy doing his bad concerts, so it never happened. And uh, there's also a backstory on this where uh, Danny Elfman, he did the score to this, this thing and they weren't going to release it and they were just going to release Prince's record, but... Danny Elfman's score was so good. They said, "Dude, we're putting this out too." <laughs> so, there was, oh wow! There's a score, and then, then there's the music from Batman that Prince did, which is we'll get into it. And um, this album stayed at number one on Billboard 200 for six consecutive weeks, mm -hmm. certified double platinum by the Recording Industry of America. And this is his eleventh studio album. And there's a thing on this album. It says that. Uh, what is it? Ownership complexities. Ownership of Batman franchi franchise is notoriously complex. Prince had to agree to sign the publishing rights to the songs used in the film 
over to Warner Brothers. Prince's hit singles from this album were not permitted to appear on any of his compilations until 2016 of Forever, which included Bad Dance. Only B-sides, 200 Balloons, Fill You Up, and I Love You In Me, which was on the B-sides, which was an honest album, appeared in 1993 on the hits B-sides, which I have, which are freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. On concert t-shirts with li listed all Prince album titles to date, the song Scandalous appeared in place of the album Batman. Despite this, Prince performed a number of the album's tracks in concert over the years. A 2005 special edition DVD of the Batman film includes Prince's related videos as a bonus feature, although the video for Party Man is edited down version of the original seven minute long song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It also sold 11 million copies. 11 million? Mm -hmm. Shit, it only says 2 million on here. Wow. <laughs> I, I checked it. It was actually a bigger hit than people thought. Mm. It, it was probably even a bigger hit than I thought. <laughs> I, I, I don't really love Batman movies. I'm, I'm glad that I liked this. Um, or, or, like, or like I was able to listen to the album because... Whenever I go into the room, all I hear is when when I saw him go, I'm Batman. I go, okay, and I'm Liam getting a sandwich, and I walk out. <laughs> well, I told you to go watch the movie so you know where the songs came. Some of the songs came. In. I might do it if I have to have my teeth pulled and I need something to make my <laughs> teeth pulling seem not as painful. But that's that. I might do it um, when I get a little bit drunker and I. And so out of it, I came and get up to turn off the station. Yeah, I'll watch it. Well, the thing is, don't you like Jack Nicholson, Ken Basinger, or Michael Keaton? I like them as people. I just don't like the Batman movies. Well, have you seen it? <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I walked in the room. I am Batman. I am Lee. Goodbye. <laughs> Dude, you know? so you never seen it, so you're just saying I am Batman. He didn't say I am Batman. He said I am Batman. <laughs> Well, whatever, I wasn't listening. All I know is that it was a dark screen. I see a shadow, which looks like it's a coat, and someone sang Batman. And I go, and they go, we quit using drugs. I just remember when this movie came out, I went when it first opened, and there was a line around the building. Remember lines around the building at movie theaters? Because they only had six theaters inside a movie theater. It was yep. like... I remember being online for The Empire Strikes Back, and that was like a four-hour wait to see it. Oh, yeah, day. I was in the line for Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. Oh, that was awesome. Fucking, yeah. I was in line for that. Back to the Future was in a line around a building, and I saw it in the movie theater where the movie was filmed in Pointy Hills Mall. That was awesome. <laughs> I told my I mom, I go, Mom, this Tap. movie is filmed here. <laughs> I remember seeing Spinal Tap, and there was only about ten of us in the in the in the theater it was in in the small town but that's what i like i like watching movies where the only other guy in the theater is way far away from me so we're get, kind of getting into a crossover here talking about the batman movie and the batman soundtrack this is something brian davis does on his damn good movie memories podcast which you guys should go check out a little plug for our brother there he rules man his He's an awesome dude. Oh, his Mr. Mom one was awesome. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> so, no, what kind of get, what kind of wires are you gonna? What kind of wires are you gonna? Use? Uh, two, two twenty. <laughs> Fuck! I had to watch that movie right after I watched that 
listen to that podcast. I gotta need to see this movie again. <laughs> Came home and watched it. <laughs> Fucking great movie. I was telling him to do um uh what is it? Um uh, damn. Um the Doug and Bob McKenzie movie, Strange Brew. He says he oh. hasn't done it yet, and I said, Dude, you need to do that movie. I know that movie, all the lines, man, you fucking hoser. <laughs> you should do that one in Stripes with Bill Murray. Oh, man, I love Stripes. I have both those movies on DVD. Freaking the Aunt Jemima treatment, man. <laughs> now, Stripes is a movie that I want to see, and I always wanted to see it, and I never got a, got a chance to see it. Well, dude, Netflix. You should see it, dude. That movie rules. Oh, oh, if it's on Netflix, yeah, I've got Netflix. Okay, Just, I didn't see it. Right. Yeah, on. It came out last year on Netflix at the end of the year. Oh, God. oh yeah. thanks. I've okay, I'll, I'll, I'll watch ever. that tonight. Mm-hmm. I love Bill. I love old Bill Murray, man. Fucking Groundhog uh, Day, Ghostbusters. Fucking. I didn't like his dramatic movies. <laughs> That's a fucking great. I loved him in Kingpin. That was freaking hilarious. Oh my God. Okay, Bill Murray still got. I I can't wait to see what they do with the the sequel to Ghostbusters coming out this summer, because I heard they're going to be in there playing original characters, not freaking uh, different characters like they did in the women's Ghostbusters movie. No, that doesn't yeah, I, exist. I, I, <laughs> the yeah, movie's gone. Wait, I, <laughs> yeah, I can wait for the sequel. I can wait for it, but 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 you don't have to wait for it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into this record. But before we get into this record, Lee, you picked the future. So here's the future off the Batman soundtrack by the Immortal Prince on the Freeform Rock Podcast. I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? Thank you. 
loaded pistol, too dumb to be true. Somebody told him playing cops and robbers was cool. Would our rapper been different if we only knew? I've seen the future, and it will be. I've seen the future, and it works. If this life after we will see, don't go out like a jerk. That was the future. Why did you pick that track, Lee? Well, first of all, it wasn't the future. I picked it at the right time. I didn't pick it in the future. I'm kidding. Anyway, <laughs> a really good funky dance tune. I like it a lot. I would like to write a song like that. I could write one, but I couldn't do it exactly like how Prince does it. I mean, I couldn't sing it like Prince sings. I dig this one. No one could sing like Prince. What do you think about it, Vincent? Uh, I love that song. It, it's pumping, it's moving, it kind of gives you that vibe like, you know, something big is going to happen, which basically fit the movie perfectly. You know, it's got that driving groove to it. Uh, and, um, you know, this album was made in like six weeks, around six weeks, from, uh, I think, mid-February to the end of March when he, when he got, it, got it done. Yeah, he's he's a genius, man. Prince is sorely missed. I'm just yeah. going, fuck, what, how much more music does this guy have to give us? We'll never know. Uh, like, so much. So much. Yeah. So much. He's got a vault full of it, and they're fighting <laughs> over who's going to release it. So, yeah. we'll never know. There's people, there's freaking these freaking, what do you call them? These fucking jackals. Yeah. Fighting no, over his estate right now. They're preferring the goods. I, I was over at Paisley Park. I got to visit it, actually. Damn. So, so oh, I got to, wow. I got to play on the ping pong table that Prince used. I got to see the piano, and, and I've been in all, all the studios. Uh, and I'm probably going to go back at some point. But um, yeah, I went like the first October. It was opened, and it wasn't exactly easy to go there. It was like, oh, since I'm such a huge fan and all that. But um, you know, it's surreal to be in there. It's very surreal. Dang man, that would have been cool. Prince is. Just a fucking, I just like this song. It's a great funky beginning to this record. Mm -hmm. Instrumentation is amazing. And he played everything on this album except the sax. You know? Yep. And the trumpet. 
freaking awesome, man. I just love this out, love this song. And then we get into the next track, which uh, you picked, Vincent, Electric Chair. Mm -hmm. So here's Electric Chair on the Freeform Rock Podcast by Prince.
That was Electric Chair. Why did you pick that track, uh, Vincent? I love the notes in this song because that whole... Da, 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 it's so damn funky. Like, it's such a simple thing, but it's so hard driving funky. And when he did this on Saturday Night Live anniversary, the special... Oh, the 15-year one? That was awesome. Holy shit, did he just blow everyone else off off and out of the stratosphere with that performance because his whole band was in sync with it his whole way of performing uh dancing singing getting all the sounds correct from everybody it, it he nailed it just like the record and um he knew he was he was having a good time doing it too it was a really good performance but the song is just so funky like i just love the whole groove to it and the whole lyrics too what do you think about it lee <laughs> well, um, throughout the song, I was thinking this could have been a great song for Madonna to do. Mm. It has a funky vibe I like, but as a Prince song, it seemed stiff and brittle, like it needed some juicy, something juicy acoustically to help it. I don't mean acoustic guitars made of lemons, but it seemed not <laughs> quite as zesty as it could be, but... Then, when I thought the song Prince did with Madonna on the Like a Prayer album called Love Song, I thought, this song could definitely have worked as a substitute for that one. In that context, this song would have been great. So I do like the song, but only because I could picture Madonna singing it, and it would improve the song for me. <laughs> I saw what you did there, Lee. It's like <laughs> guitars made of lemon and a zesty... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I like this. It's like funky hard rock. The guitar is amazing. Prince is a genius. No one has ever sounded like Prince. What a loss. Love it when he screams. It's so great when Prince says that. Ah! You know, it's like, ah, ah, freaking. Nobody gets screamed like this, man. You know, it's like freaking. I, I like my favorite screamers are freaking like. Chris Robinson and fucking Prince. <laughs> you know, fucking, <laughs> just love it. It's like Chris Robinson and Black Crows, I need a ribbon. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. just love the fu fucking, it's just like so, so much soul when he screams. It's like, damn, fuck, I miss this guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then we, then we get to the uh, duet on the album, The Arms of Orion with Sheena Easton. What did you think about this one, Vincent? Uh, I like it as a, as a gentle song. I do feel it's a little sparse, but, you know, for what it's intending, like, uh, the song sort of represents the relationship in the movie with Bruce Wayne and Vicki Vale, and you need this sort of romantic song. It's very simple compared to the other uh, sort of romantic songs and things he's done in the past, but since he's focusing on fitting it to the film, that's probably why it came out the way it did, but it's great vocal performances from both of them. Yeah, what did you think about it, Lee? I like this. It has an 80s R&B vibe to it, like some of the best soul artists. I will say I like it better when Prince and the woman sing together, because individually, she sounds more like someone who would be in an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Prince's voice sounds good in his own, but together they sound quite good. But yes, this is a nice ballad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think 
uh, with him and Sheila E. and then uh, Sheena Easton, he made great songs with those ladies. Well, he had sex with them. Oh. <laughs> this is like, this is like, I remember uh, Sheena Easton was a good girl, and then all of a sudden you saw Sugar Walls. Yep. <laughs> what happened? Her? She got sexy. It's like, Prince it, put this, the magic wand on her. This Boy. wasn't my baby took, takes the morning train. This is like, what? <laughs> yeah. Prince, Prince raised his eyebrows, and that girl... She probably dropped all her clothing once that happened. Oh, fuck. You know him. Fuck. He made her freaking... He made her bigger than she was when they made that album with uh, Sugar Walls with her. Yeah. Uh, and then she did You Got the Look with him. Oh, my God. Yep. I love that song. I love that album. Another fuck. big hit. Yeah. Another big hit. He handed her another emerald and just... There she goes. It's like he elevated the career from, you know, the whole wholesome morning train song. Yeah, she turned into a slut. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Prince! <laughs> you just know how to make, wave your magic wand and take off their clothes. <laughs> I think this is a great romantic song. I love when they sing together, like you said, Lee. This is a great song. I love it. Yeah. And then we get to Party Man. What would you think of this one, Vincent? What a great song. It's basically such a... A song that like you want to jump into a room when you're when you're gonna go have a good time and just hit it this is like such a great party song and the whole video is so much fun like how he's trying to tackle both sides of being like the Joker and Batman like he has half of his face painted and uh, the whole little uh, story they made for the video for this is a lot of fun but uh, it's it's a dynamite song I think it's awesome what did you think about it Lee oh the song was good, but the way it was done seemed stiff to me, and I could see a group like Who and the Gang, or even Ray Parker Jr., doing a better job of it. I Ray Parker Jr. a thief. <laughs> yeah, but, but a good thief. Anyway, I think it's an example of a good song written by Prince that could have been done better by someone else, but I will say I like the guitar solo a lot. Well, this song rules, man. Was used in the movie when the Joker is in the art museum and painting over the paintings, and with a boom boombox jamming, this this song. Great scene in the movie, and Jack killed it with this song. Right, the way he was dancing to it is like, yeah. you know, freaking painting the freaking smiles on the painting in the art museum, and Vicky Beals, Vicky Vale, Kim Basinger just sitting there staring at like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Yeah. Also, you know, Prince dated Kim Basinger too. During oh, after this hell? movie, <laughs> he got yeah. her too. Damn. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> photos of them out and and dining and dating. But I think uh, I forgot why he uh, ended up not staying with her. But yeah, he was with her for a while during this. Man, this man freaking he had a kid and it died and stuff, and he never had like a an heir to his throne, you know. It freaking sucks for him because he he really wanted a wanted a son, you know. Yeah, he had two kids. He did. There was a miscarriage with the other one. Oh man, this really sucks. And freaking Ken Basinger back in the day. Oh my god. Oh lord, nine and a half weeks. Nine, oh, I was just gonna say it. Nine and a half <laughs> weeks. Oh my lord. I love yeah. blondes. Freaking, I was just freaking, and even that movie with Brad Pitt, Cool World. I was in love with her in that movie, too. That movie's a B-movie right now, but fuck, I love that movie. It's so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, this song is freaking cool. I love it, and I love it how it goes into the movie. And then we get to the last song on side one, if you had the vinyl. Vicky Waiting. What did you think of this one, Vincent? Oh, this song, yeah. It's another uh, sweet, uh, sort of romantic song. And um, I like I like the way it goes. I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's again, serving the purpose of... Uh, personifying Vicky Vale in, in music for, for the movie for the soundtrack and uh, I, I like it I like the little melody line it has it reminds me of a girl I dated though <laughs> but it's still uh, a lot of fun this song what did you think about it Lee? oh this one I like all the elements about it it's a good song I like the different instruments and the arrangement and all that so far this is the best song on the album I read this The song was called A Different Song on one of his girlfriends, and then he changed it for the movie. And also, they were going to put uh, songs from uh, Purple Rain and in this soundtrack, but he wrote so many uh, new songs that they didn't need to. Yeah, Tim Burton was really into Prince at the time, and he was playing 1999 and Baby I'm a Star while he was coming up with, uh, I think, coming up with ideas for this film, or, or like working on this film before he got to Prince, and then uh, he proposed it to Prince, and Prince really wanted to do it right off the bat, because one of the first songs Prince ever learned as a kid on piano was the Batman theme. He was addicted to the TV Batman. Yeah, I'm addicted oh, wow. to the TV Batman, too. <laughs> so that was the first... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I know I have the first season. Voodoo gave it to me for four ninety nine. the first season of Batman. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, Ken Mills put it up on Facebook to go buy it, so I did. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely deal worth it. it. I have it on digital. Yeah, I love it. Oh, you know you know what uh, Burt Ward said his uh, most cheesiest line from Batman was? Mm. Uh, Holy strawberry, Batman. We're in a jam. <laughs> God. <laughs> You ever hear that joke song, Boy Wonder, I Love You? No. <laughs> it's like oh. one of those Dr. Demento show songs. Where, oh, I love Dr. Demento. Yeah, Burt Ward is actually voicing the part of Robin getting all his fan mail. And like all these girls are like talking to him about it. And he's he's just like saying thank you in these weird ways to all these weird propositions the girls are throwing at him. It's, it's, it's a little riot if you, if you ever find that song, Boy Wonder, I Love You. Dang, Dr. Demento reminds me of Lee. He writes some songs that Dr. Demento would put on there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> plus, man, I think of that song, Kinko the Kid Loving Clown. I, I can see Lee going, Lee Gershman, Gershman, the shirt-tucking clown. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you just sh huh. tuck your shirt in, I never wear a frown. <laughs> oh. Yeah! <laughs> All right, and we turn this bitch over to side two, and we get to trust. What do you think about this one, Vincent? Another great pumping, driving song, like that's also highlighted in the movie with the scene with Jack Nicholson when he's uh, pulls out the giant gun and he's asking everybody in the crowd, "Who do you trust? Who do you trust?" It's it's definitely uh, fits into the film really well, and uh, the song's great. The song's just dynamite. Yeah, I thought Jack Nicholson was the best Joker until I saw the uh, the other guy. I can't remember his name right now. Too chubby. Too chubby. Oh, for the Joker? Joker is super skinny in all the comics. But I know. That, that's me being fanboy for that for that side, the fanboy side. <laughs> but Jack Nicholson nails it with the face. He with did his the face. voice, freaking his face and the way he talked in that movie. Was like, and Michael Keaton, I think, was... I remember, do you remember when Batman came out, Vincent, where everybody yeah. was going, 
Oh, he's too fat. Yeah. He's too short. He's too. He's balding. He can't play Batman. And then what? What are people talking about? He was Vinny Vincent of Batman. <laughs> what are they saying now? Michael Keaton is the best Batman ever. Back then, it was yeah. like fuck this shit. Yeah, everyone was pissed off. They didn't like it at all, and like he kicked everyone's ass when when once they saw the film, that shit stopped. Yeah, everybody was just down. It's, it's like. Uh, there was no internet back then, but that shit got around. <laughs> it's yeah. like, fucking hey, I, I love Michael Keaton. I love uh, Christian Bale. And I thought Ben Affleck was okay. He wasn't mm -hmm. bad. You know? They should have Michael Keaton replace Paul Stanley um, <laughs> on this. That way, um, um, it doesn't matter whether they have the croaky vocals because he's just playing the part. He's not really singing. Well, Paul does that too. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Michael Keaton's rules, man. I, I love him. I've always loved basically everything he's done from Mr. Mom, Gung Ho, Beetlejuice, freaking even played Ray Kroc in that McDonald's movie. Well, that's good, too. Freaking the Spider-Man movie that he did was freaking great. My God, this guy could just freaking kill it. And I heard uh, there's rumors that they want him to play the older Batman in Batman yeah. Beyond. Yeah, I hope, I hope that comes true. <laughs> uh, I would like to see him do the role again because he brought that freaking closet psychotic that like a lot of them don't have until Heath Ledger brought that out in full force. There's the guy I was trying to think of, Heath Ledger, the Joker. Mm -hmm. He's this. I, I I I'm torn between Jack and him as a Joker. I really didn't like freaking uh, what's that? Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> That's not. That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Just like Ghostbusters 2016. That doesn't exist. <laughs> I thought the Just women like did an okay job. Just like most of Bon albums, they yeah. don't exist. No, they don't exist either. <laughs> don't exist. Uh, freaking, I I loved freaking uh, Jack Nicholson. He was my Joker, and I even like Cesar Romero back in the old series. Man, he was freaking <laughs> awesome too. You ever listen to Gilbert Gottfried? Because he has a joke that he always runs against the uh, the former cast of the TV Batman. He he makes his claim that Cesar Romero used to uh, throw orange wedges at people's buttocks. Oh, oh shit! And like he tells that to Adam West, he told it to uh, Burt Ward, he told it to uh, Lee Merriweather, and they're all like dumbfounded, like uh. And he runs the whole joke through. It's hilarious if you if you catch that. <laughs> And they brought Burt Ward back into the uh, the Warner Brothers uh, series on on CW, going holy <laughs> when the freaking uh, apocalypse was happening. Holy apocalypse! <laughs> it's like laughing my ass off when I saw him. He's a little fat now, but fucking yeah. he still has that voice. <laughs> yeah. He's a good guy for animal rescue stuff. He he runs this whole thing of. Uh, creating food for dogs and this uh, whole animal rescue organization where he saved, he's got like hundreds of dogs in his house. Like he's just a total dedicated guy towards that. It's, it's pretty amazing. He's a, he's a good man. And, and um, Adam West, man, he was my first Batman and I love mm -hmm. that show. I'd watch the repeats over and over on what channel 11 in California, LA. It was always on like at five o'clock, you know, yeah. freaking awesome, man. I, I watched all the time. I was yeah. always more into Clayton Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Ranger. Oh, yeah, Ranger. Ranger. Oh, I didn't watch that that much. Oh, um, I, I thought it was Batman. Oh, no wonder it wasn't <laughs> Batman. It was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <Hey>. shit, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, well, let's get to the next track, uh, Lemon Crush, which Lee picked. So here's Lemon Crush on the Freeform Rock Podcast by Prince.
That was Lemon Crush. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? I really enjoyed this song. It seems like it's meant to be a background song without much of song structure to it. But that doesn't matter to me because the vibe of the song is really funky and fun and I dig it. So, yeah. You know, I forgot to say my review of Trust. <laughs> that, I, I'm just saying that was another song featured in a movie in the end where the parade scene where the Joker's throwing fake money out and the song rules funky as hell. Moving, moving and goes with the movie perfect. When he's in the parade with those freaking, they're gassing the people and trying to kill everybody. Mm -hmm. Freaking awesome. All right. I Let's also see. forgot to mention it, but um, go on, continue. I'm done. I oh, I think it could have had a media instrumentation to it. There were a couple of small, small parts in it I liked, but most of it seemed filler. I think it could have been done a lot better. So what did you think of Living Crush, uh, Vincent? Uh, another fun song, upbeat and perky. I kind of like that piano groove there. It almost kind of reminds me something like, like you'd hear Latin music, the way that, that groove hits. Like you could almost hear like Latin percussion happening in that song. So, to me, it's like got some really good influence in there. Another nice direct driving song. And it's it's funky and definitely a danceable song if you into that. Yeah, he didn't really use any real drummers on this album. He was all basically electronic beats. It's freaking cool. You see the video of him playing bass? Yeah, he played all the instruments on this. It's like, it was one of him really throwing down on the bass during this recording, like a, a real small clip of him just like slapping on the bass, like showing people he can really work that. He was slapping the bass. <laughs> yeah, he um, knew about at least maybe like 10 different instruments or something. He was really, really a talented guy. Yeah. He was, man. Freaking uh, opiates. Freaking suck. Well, well, you know what they did? Like, they, he had, he thought he was taking, uh, you know, Oxycontin and he didn't know that the medication wasn't uh, the right medication. Like, he got counterfeit medication given to him, so he didn't know what he got. And that's what happened. Well, it's wow. the same thing with Tom Petty. They mixed medications, mm. but the doctor gave him that shit. He got fentanyl yeah. in, inside the medication where he thought it was Oxycontin, so he had no idea he took something so bad and, you know, he lost him. That fucking sucks. You know, when you go into Paisley Park, the elevator area is closed off. Like, you can't see that on the tour. It's not... The wall is closed off where it was. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Lemon Crush is freaking, it's a, such a cool song. When he doubles his voice, no one will ever replace Prince. This song is everything. You're going to need headphones for this song. For this whole album, there's so much going on in this album. You should yeah. always listen to this album on headphones. It's just freaking, I was listening to it at work and taking my notes. I go, fuck this album. I've heard more. I used to play this in my car on CD, and, and freaking when I had it on headphones, I heard so much more than what I did just in my car. Freaking oh, awesome. yeah. Freaking awesome. This is a mm -hmm. headphone album. This is like Jim Ladd's headsets, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was listening to it on, on headphones. Yeah, and then we get to the next song, Scandalous. What did you think of this song, Vincent? Oh, this is the, the sexy groove. This is the slow dance. This is the, the one you put on when you're going to start kissing up your girl. So, 
Prince is a master of those. He's an absolute master at making the, the romantic, sexy song. Starting with like back in the day with, with the early stuff and things like Do Me Baby. He's, he's just impeccable at it. So for him to put a spin on it here in his own way definitely works for the whole romantic song for the film. What do you think about it, Lee? I like the instrumental backing a hell of a lot. It's very good. At first, on the first half of the song, I couldn't get into Prince's vocals, but then on the second half, I could get into his vocals, and it was okay. So overall, it's a pretty good song, even though the first half of the song, I wasn't quite into the vocals. Yeah, this is a cool Prince slow jam. Love it when he sings with soul, like in the song Kiss and Beautiful Ones. This song is more like Beautiful Ones, and it kicks ass. Mm -hmm. fucking, I, I just love it when he goes, baby, baby, baby. You know, he does an eye tone. Freaking, I just love it. It's like freaking, nobody could sing like that. It's like, that, where did you that, get that freaking, that, that range? That falsetto from the amazing falsetto that he had. Yeah. It's like freaking awesome. This song reminded me of Kiss and Beautiful Ones, you know. It's like freaking, but it has its own groove. It's so cool, man. I love it. And you know how he plays with the lyrics, too, when he introduces the song and he goes, Come! <laughs> he always has this little sexy hint towards anything sexual in his stuff. And the guy was so shy. Just Did you ever see his, uh, one of, did you ever see him on Good Girl? On uh, New Girl? Uh, yeah. yeah. And he was just, like, sitting there, like, all shy and stuff. And, <laughs> and the, the, his lyrics are not shy. Yeah. <laughs> The, that, the misconception is that he's shy, but he basically was like anybody else. He was shy when he wanted to be, because a lot of the people who knew him close were basically saying that he was a crack-up like anybody else. He had a wild sense of humor, he was very funny, and he's direct, and, you know, just like anyone else. But he would love to have these sort of personas, like when people would interview him and talk to him, to keep himself mysterious and keep them thinking about him. So he would always, like either be too shy or too serious and you know but that's not like how he actually was in real life Dang. yeah I, I had heard that well he said that when they asked him do you um, um you say that you don't really like fans why is that and he said if you think of the word fan it's um fanatic, for, for fanatic. Yeah. And, and he said so that's what he doesn't like is that crazy kind of thing i think he didn't mind people respecting him like if someone said um or, or if someone just wanted to work with him musically as as an artist he probably would accept that but just didn't want someone to walk up to him and kiss him and say oh i love you i think you're wonderful unless they were kim passenger machine mm -hmm. east and then yeah he would like it but otherwise yeah he he probably just, just wanted to be on his own. Yeah, because you know the fans that came after him weren't just like fans to say, let me take your autograph. These are people coming at him screaming and clawing and getting their hands on him and just like trying to get sexual with him, like even if he wouldn't, you know, they'd, they'd be all over him like crazy rabid animals. And, you know, oh, yeah. he does that to ladies, so he had to learn how to deal with some of that. And, you know. Yeah. yeah it's like, um, what do you call I just forgot what I was going to say. I, I don't know. He just freaking, he just had that sexuality in his music. And so, but when you saw him in person, he was quiet. 
Uh, it's like, but I guess you said that people said, who knew him said he was different in person with them. Yeah. He used to go shopping at the grocery store in his neighborhood, and people would say, what the hell are you doing here at the register? And he'd be like, a brother got to eat. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I heard that from people who lived in, in Minneapolis. And, uh, you know, he would go to movie theaters and sit in the back. He'd go see every he'd go see movies that were out and just go into the regular public theater, sit in the back in disguise with, like, one or two friends and just chill out. Like, people had no idea it was him. Just like when he was doing the Jehovah Witness stuff and going from door to door in disguise, you know, doing... You know, trying to convert people to Jehovah Witness stuff. Huh. Yeah. So you imagine him coming to your house in disguise and sitting there with pamphlets talking to you about doing that. It was like, and he's done it. <laughs> people, people have already, you know, figured him out doing that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so we get to the last track on this album, Bat Dance, which you picked, Vincent. So here's Bat Dance by Prince on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Why'd you pick that track, uh, Vincent? Now, that song is such a unique song because when the video came out, everybody was like, what the fuck? You know? know, me too. <laughs> I was like, what? Because it's so out there, and then, like, it's so playful and catchy, and then he does that change in the song with the Vicky Vale part, and then he goes back into that driving, you know, driving beat, but... The whole thing for me in this song, being a guitar player, is that guitar solo. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, and they say he can't play, he can't, you know, solo and all that, and then Prince just goes on fire in that solo. It's like, damn. Some, well, that's some badass stuff right there. Well, it's like him at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame playing the solo to my guitar every week. He played the solo and freaking walked off. Oh, fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is because you have a lot of guitar players who are very opinionated. They're like, oh, you know, you're a guitar player if you're like Inve. you got to play a million notes or like Van Halen and stuff. And then the same people who say that, you know, oh, I don't like Prince because he, he doesn't do that kind of guitar soloing. And it's like, you like David Gilmore, and he plays four notes. You like B.B. King, who plays like a, lo a small amount of notes because they can communicate. And that was the thing. Prince had his own thing. He wasn't trying to be anything else but his own voice on the guitar. And, you know, he did it. He, he yeah. killed with it. I, I'd like compare him to Jimi Hendrix. He's that mm -hmm. good <laughs> to me. He's like, fuck, he could have the funkiest song ever and just fucking rip on a yeah. freaking solo. He was actually that that good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, uh, what would you think of the song, uh, Lee? Between this and Madonna's Acts of Contrition, which do I prefer? Oh, dear, Madonna wins. <laughs> oh, shit. This one, but maybe only by default. I do like some of this song, but it's really a cut-and-paste job of the varying different musical stuff going on, and it's not really a song on its own. I like some of it, but not all. It gets a five on my scale. Uh, What's a Madonna song called, Act of Constipation? I never heard this song. <laughs> oh. Um, I, I guess I have to right go now. to the bathroom and, and take some X-Lax, <laughs> and then whatever comes out, I'll post it on YouTube, and it'll be the Madonna song. I thought that was a jambalaya you made. <laughs> ah, man, that, 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 that was a jumpy, jumpy Bubba Orion, not a jambalaya. Well, Lee, I disagree with you. This is so genius. The guitar, the beats from the sounds of the movie. Well, I remember seeing this video. I was so amazed. This is an instrumental with some lyrics. Love it when Prince goes, oh yeah, oh yeah, I want to bust that body. And has time signatures and all sorts of ear candy in it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Things from the movie. And at the end, you hear Michael Keaton go, stop. That's him telling the Batman be able to stop. You know, freaking awesome. That's actually Prince's stop. And in the movie, when he says stop, that's actually Prince's voice that Tim Burton stuck in for him saying stop. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was Michael yeah. Keaton. Nope. It's actually oh, Prince. Wow. He oh. did it. In the, and that's the only thing in the Batman film of trivia, because people were saying, did he appear in the movie? His voice did for when Batman says stop with the vehicle. Oh, that's a great mm. thing. I didn't know that, man. Yeah. This is a freaking great album, man. I, I love it, and it is very like overlooked by his fans and and people who don't. They just look at Purple Rain, nineteen ninety nine, loves a freaking his new power generation. But fucking, I think this album is very overlooked. Mm -hmm. but I'm glad we did it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, even in uh, Shaun of the Dead, it's mentioned in Shaun of the Dead. Bang. Yeah, yeah, I have that movie, and I never watched it. I <laughs> When the zombies coming, they're throwing albums, and they, they talk about Prince albums, and then they lift up Batman, and I think he's like, throw it! And they're trying to throw it at the zombie to get the zombie to go away. <laughs> oh. Dang, man. And then, um, well, that's our uh, review of Prince's uh, 
Batman from uh, 1989. One of the best. I think it's one of the best movies ever in my mind. Yeah. And this album, freaking, what is it? Let's see. U.S. Billboard Hip Hop. They didn't have hip hop albums in 1999, did they? I think they did. Well, it was number one, number one on U.S. 200, U.K. number one, Swiss number one, Swedish number two, Norwegian number two, New Zealand number four, Australian number four, Austria number three, Dutch number mm. one, German number three, New Zealand number four, Norwegian number two, Swedish number two, Swiss number one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Another interesting thing is he did a tour of Japan, like just after the Love Sexy tour, and he played a couple of songs live. I have the video that's bootleg, but mm. he did he did some Batman songs live. He had like the the clothes he had with uh, Japanese letters down his sleeve, but um, it's a great video. I really got to pull that out and, and check it out again. But I was in shock when I first heard because this is around the time that the Batman uh, album came out and. Um, Nobody ever seen any of these songs like performed live like that, and it was it was a while little a little while later when I finally got the bootleg from a friend of mine, and uh, you got to see him do a couple of songs live. I forget which ones though. It's been a while since I've seen it, well, but I still have. Somebody needs to go change Wikipedia because it says two million sold. You said eleven million, so I'm like, damn, diamond. Uh, I forgot where my source is today that I saw that, but uh, it was in two different sites. Where the they, they mentioned eleven million, so I, I, I I'm not going to say a thousand percent right, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Still, it, it's a great right. album. It kind of brought his career back. Uh, Love, sexy didn't really do as good as this one, so mm. it's freaking awesome. Uh, so that's our review of Batman, like I said, and then we got our tracks of the week, and you and Vincent, you picked Gojera Severa. I can't say Severa. Yep. And, dude, I've never heard this band, and I listened to it, and it's freaking rules, dude. <laughs> I, I've heard of this band, but i never listened to them, but now I want to go dig into their uh, catalog because I thought this rocked. <laughs> and you got to see them live. They pull that shit off live, and it's just like a freaking freight train hitting you. And they're, they're tight. They're all over the stage. They're having a good time, but they're like, you know, robotic machines that are just like, powerful oh it's, it's such a great show yeah and then lee picked a song from an album we had reviewed uh, the first dire straits album he picked water of love which is a cool song i, I love uh mark knopfler and we love i think we liked that album didn't we lee yeah in fact i forgot that we reviewed it but hey um, <laughs> um if, if you didn't catch that review at least you get a little snippet of it now yeah go check out our uh our past episodes on Dire Straits' uh, self-titled debut. It's a really good album. And then I picked, which uh, Vincent is all crazy for, because I thought this guy reminds me of Prince, because he could play all the instruments and make a whole album by himself. Richie Kotzen, I picked his new uh, single, Devil's Hand. Hell yeah. Yeah, when uh, you saw him, uh, you were in the video. <laughs> yep, I'm actually in that video, and I got to spend a couple of hours with Richie. And uh, we filmed it downtown in L.A., across from the convention center, and I got lucky enough to get picked to be in it. And um, I saw him at NAMM again, and, and I spoke to him there, too, about uh, when it was finally coming out. I think wow. this man is totally underrated, and he has a new album for his 50th birthday called <coughs> 50 for 50. So go check it out. I'm only through 20 songs right now, because uh, I've been working. <laughs> 
Mm. And then I have to listen to some political podcasts, so I fucking didn't listen to it. <laughs> I, I will finish it, but I loved every song I've heard so far. He yeah. even plays a sax on it. I'm like, yeah. damn. I asked you about that. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. I thought he was going to have his band on this record, but this is all him cleaning up and, and finalizing a lot of demos that he had laying around, but he wanted to do something special for his birthday, and he pulled a Prince and just put a 50-cut uh, triple album out, and wow. I mean, Jesus, like, I'm just still not even through the whole thing, and, it, and it's there's a lot of great tunes in it. Like, he, to me, is, is probably, like, what we have now with Prince. Like, he's, like, one of these guys that can do, like, everything, and I'll easily compare him to Prince, like, because of the amount of talent he has with his instruments and his songwriting, because, you know, it's not only that he has all the shredder talent, but he can actually write a damn good song. Yeah, that's oh, why yeah. I picked him. I thought it would go good with the Prince episode. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, Lee, we should do a review of this album with Vincent, 50 songs, man. <laughs> um, it's another album that was done by a group called Red Crayola, called Coconut Hotel, and there's 36 songs... Well, there's more than that. There's about, like, 44 songs, but 36 of them are one second long. And if we do it, I do want us to write reviews about every single one of those one-second songs. <laughs> I think we should do the Richie Cotton 50 songs, man. It'll be a two-hour podcast. <laughs> uh, Most of the albums that you pick are close to that anyway. It's like, oh my God, I'd pick a, a like, an eight-album song, I mean, eight-album I um, no eight song album and and you shit on it and then you, <laughs> you give me an album with like 16 songs and uh, eight of them are like 20 minutes long it's like my god that's the rush and dream theater fan in me <laughs> and big <Pete> floyd <laughs> <laughs> but Lee, I really I didn't like Fairpoint Convention. That's it. Are you serious? They're a good group. And the Grateful Dead. Sorry, I can't get in. Well, there. I, I'm, I'm uh, Fairport's the one that really gets me annoyed. Most people don't really like the Grateful Dead, so I don't blame you. I don't always love them myself, but Fairpoint's good. You're getting me to say fair point, and it's fair point convention. Fair point. <laughs> well, they suck so bad, I can't say their name. No, right. they don't! <laughs> well, dude, Damn the album Nick last week was awesome, and we're not getting that many downloads of it, and I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. Stonefield um, is freaking rules. It's like Black yeah. Sabbath women. Yeah, in fact, um, um, Vincent, um, mm -hmm. do you know of the um, club Zebulon? No. Oh, it's in, it's in L.A., and Stonefield apparently are playing there on the 12th. Hmm. And their tickets are only, like, about maybe 15 bucks. They're not expensive, but it's like, and then they're at the merch table afterwards, and I, I met them when I saw them at a gig in New York, and... I'm going again on the 27th, and they're good. Should we check this out, Mark? Uh, well, it's usually on a Wednesday when he showed me this, and I work on Wednesday. <laughs> I can't get uh. to LA, Anaheim that <laughs> quick. But uh, Stonefield, dude, the, we reviewed their album last week. Man, they're like Black Sabbath-y with some cool riffs, and freaking they're really <coughs> good. They're like Pink Floyd, Black Sabbath mixture. Oh, uh, I like that. 
Yeah, they're really good. You should check them out, man. If 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 you look on YouTube, um, um, like this, like um, they they do, um, like um, jamming in the van, um, but they also do like Dave Trotter Studios. If you see both of them, like the stuff in Jam in the Van or the or Stonefield Live at Dave Trotter Studios, that's really good stuff. Um, and, and, um, I, I had found out about them because I have the Access app, and I just wanted to look up to see who was playing, and they mentioned them, and then I looked them up, and wow, they're good, and then the, the, they were playing close by, and the tickets were cheap enough, and I was like, no-brainer for me, and, and now they're one of my favorite bands. Yeah, they're like a hard rock go-go's. <laughs> Hmm. A lot better. <laughs> I like the go-go stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. So thank you, Vincent, for coming on here, and we need to do the Richie Constant 50 for 50. <laughs> yeah, let's let's Yeah, tackle you that. both can do that. You can do it, too. You'd like yeah, to. Uh, I, 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 I can probably do a, a, a lot of things I don't want to say. But uh, <laughs> now, I... I if I could hear that Morton Feldman um, concerto, second concerto that's five and a half hours long, non-stop, and I could hear Dream Theater's um, 36 song, whatever it was, I'm sure the Richie Cotson thing is not going to be that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, oh, it's 50 songs! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of them are pretty long, so... <laughs> well, if they're good, like my songs, then yeah. But no, my, my songs, so, some people say, I like how your song ended. It stopped. <laughs> hey, well, Dr. Fuck did Bugs on Cheese, man. I'm yeah. You, you need a singer. You need a fucking singer because your lyrics are freaking intelligent and really good. Um, thank you. I, I don't always agree, but thank you. <laughs> that that song I wrote um just as a joke. I, I don't know if anybody has the original of it. Um when I was just with my with a stuffed toy and I was going do we are bugs on cheese. And and then and then it became like a thing. But I just did it drunk as and then posted in the group and it was just meant to be a joke so uh, you know we should have played the super bowl <laughs> that would have been better yep we're watching kids in cages <laughs> oh yeah our microphones are... that aren't on yeah that was funny that picture oh, was yeah. funny that because you you were saying do you have that shakira and i go yeah i, have this. I thought it was j-lo and i said oh it's shakira and i sent it to you and i go uh, and you said, well, the microphone will have a display on there. I go, yeah, I know it's black. <laughs> I can see it. The, the Cincinnati, but they did turn it on when they talked to the audience, and then you saw their thumbs click it off <laughs> when they started singing. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't watch that stuff. It just gives me constipation. It's just yeah. yeah, Prince and Tom Petty still done the best halftime shows. And I, yeah. I, I actually enjoy Bruno Mars. I thought Bruno Mars is really good too, um, but that shit was just shit, and the fucking Katy Perry shit was shit too. Oh God! 
Oh my yeah. god. And the Lady Gaga was just shit. Justin Timberlake was shit. Uh, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson's okay because I got to saw boob. I got to see boob. <laughs> I think I almost was able to hear ten seconds of a Justin Bieber song, but I I couldn't reach that part. I'm sorry, I can't reach ten seconds yet. We were talking about Justin Timberlake, not Bieber. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> Justin Timberlake at least uh, is numb. Like, I, I can hear him and pretend I don't. With, well, you know, with, he's a good... with, with Bieber, I, I feel like I have to throw something out of a window that's closed yeah. and will break. Well, at least Justin Timberlake makes me laugh when he's on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> that's about the only time I care for him, because he, he made uh, negative comments and, and kind of swipes at Prince when Prince was alive. And then he does that thing, and he starts using Prince's video to perform with, like, as a tribute. And it's like, fuck off. I don't yeah, want, that's I don't what I was thinking, too. What the fuck is he, like, He's doing oppor in Minnesota? Opportunist. Fucking it. Yeah. Pissed me off. All right, man. Let's get to our tracks of the week, which, which is Gorgera, Severa, Dire Straits, Water Love, Richie Cotson, Devil's Hand. And then we end it with a, a, what we always do, a Lee original called The Water mm. of Value. Mm -hmm. So, uh... Lee, yeah. why did you write that track? Um, no particular reason, but um, I I was um, in my room doing different in instrumental small stuff, and then I just decided, I think I was drinking water, and I thought, okay, water of value. But I picked it because today there was like a water leak, um, and then they had to fix the pipes um, in, in the street, so the traffic was diverted, and it caused a big mess. So I, I, I dedicated this song to water um, in New York right now. And that's also why I picked The Water of Love. All right, man. Prince. Well, and uh, thank you, uh, Vincent, for being on the podcast. We appreciate you. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Do you have yeah, anything, you do you have really anything cool. to thank promote? You. Do you do anything other? Do you play guitar? And Oh, yeah, I do. Um, well, well, I kind of let it let the cat out of the bag when it happens. My friend's going to put out uh, an album. It's an industrial album, and I actually play a two guitar and two songs. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so it's called uh, Blue Eyed Christ, and it's supposed to come out in the next couple weeks in March, I think. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, just two songs. But he's got like uh, Nesh from KMFDM on it, I think, and somebody from Lords of Acid. Uh, I'm, I'm not good with that, but um, you know, uh, I did a little work with him a little while ago. We're still probably going to collaborate again at some point. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, he's he's had a couple albums out, but um, it's, I'll uh, definitely um, listen to it if if I can get a get a chance to hear some. Yeah, mm -hmm. I have the track already, but I, I can't release it until he's got it out. All right, when I, he's yeah. got it out. Send us the links. <laughs> sure. All right, man, and thank you again for being on here, and uh, say goodbye, Lee. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Until next yeah. week, man, keep your heads held up high, and don't freaking take any wooden nickels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it easy, man. Later. Yeah. Bye.
was all I dreamed I was strong and lean I lost all my inspiration To the devil's hand I should have listened to my mother She told me, kid, don't push your luck Your mom's gonna leave you I threw everything away Tell me who I am, oh, open up my eyes It was all a dream I was strong and lean I lost all my to the devil's hand I was all for her She was all for me I lost all her adoration To another man That she don't know She don't know him She'll never love him Don't wanna feel you It's a lesson I've been served If only I could go back and relive those years But it was all a dream I was strong and mean I lost all my inspiration to the devil's hand
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.